Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, beautiful human. Thanks for tapping into the Zach Sang Show today. I hope you're having a great holiday break. We are taking a chance to listen back to our favorite interviews of 2023. And on the list for many reasons is Nessa Barrett. She came on our show and opened up about a whole lot, including an engagement to Jaden Hosler. We're going to get into it with her in a sec. But first, I want to give you a mattress. If you're in the market for a brand new mattress, you got to try it at the Vibersonic. I, I sleep on this thing every single night. I have for about, I don't know, a year now. And it's changed my life for the better, dude. It's incredible memory foam. It gets hot when I get cold. The adjustable base allows for it to perfectly align with my spine. And there's six subwoofers built into the mattress, so it connects to your sound system in a way that is wild. Or you can build a whole surround sound system off of your mattress. Dude, you're never going to listen to movies, play video games, or meditate or listen to podcasts the same way again. Try it out. If you're interested, they're giving one away a week for free. So click the link in the description below if you want it. Good luck. Here's Nessa. We promise the show is better than Zach's driving, but that's not saying much. Zach Sang Show. Hello, beautiful human. I am Zach. That is Dan. And we welcome back to the studio. Uh, one of my good friends. I'm so happy to have you here. Nessa Barrett, everybody. Hello. That was that was the best welcoming claps I ever I've ever heard. Well, I, that's, that great. that's not true. I've been to many of your shows. I've watched people applaud for you. And I've also watched people really react to your live performance firsthand so many times, and it's really moving every single time. Yeah. What, what is going through your mind when you're on stage, and what are you seeing? Are you seeing faces? Are you registering? Oh, yeah. I mean, um, performing live, it goes by so fast. It's kind of crazy. Uh, I feel like I'm on there for, like, two minutes, and I'm already, like, halfway done my set. Um, but... I feel like it's just as emotional for me as it is for everyone in the crowd. There's a lot of songs like Love Bomb and Die First where like I take a moment and I look at everyone and just seeing people ball their eyes out and really like connect emotionally to my songs. Um, it breaks my heart. It does break my heart a lot. Um, I love it. I don't know. I love, I love touring. It's great. There's something to as much as it hurts your heart, but it also fulfills you, right? Uh-huh. Oh, no, yeah, 100%. Um, I mean, I'm there for them, yes. you know? Kind of drives me, and uh, what better way to, like, pull emotion to sing a hard song for me than from everyone in the crowd, you know? Well, to share that with people. Because in doing that, you're also, like... You are sharing experience at the same time. Mm -hmm. It is vulnerable, but it's also really special. Yeah. When you're making this music that you're releasing now, mm -hmm. 
EP on the way, two songs out now, live being one of them. Are you taking what you've collected from being on the road and applying it to the music you're making or the work you're doing in the studio? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I go... Touring is such an insane experience for me, and it was very eye-opening because um, I started this during COVID. And so in the beginning, before I even toured and got to perform in front of people, it's hard to kind of articulate numbers and followers and listeners uh, to actual people, you know? Um, And everything in person and in real life is so different than online. Uh, And so... Being on tour and meeting my fans and seeing the people that are coming to my shows, I realized that they're just like me. You know, there's a reason why people relate to my songs. It's because we're the same. You know, we all live uh, different lives, but we go through very similar experiences. And uh, I kind of took that um, whole idea while writing my EP and these new songs because I just realized that I am just like everyone else. Do you find comfort in that? 100%. Yeah. Uh, It's hard when everything's so public for me um, and to even feel comfortable being able to open up about something in a song that people are going to hear, knowing how public my life has been. Um, It's scary. But again, I'm just like everyone else and um, it's helped me uh, be even more vulnerable. What parts do you choose to keep to yourself? At this point, I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm kind of like an open book. Uh, I'm really thinking now. I think I kind of say everything. Uh, yeah, that that line has been crossed. Um, a while ago, which I don't mind because it's like, I'm me, you know, and I want people to know me and understand me, but I also don't want, yeah, I don't want there to be two different worlds because then I'll get lost. I don't want me to be who I am, but then hide certain things because it's not fair and it's going to confuse me even more because I'm open about certain things and then I'm going to hide everything else at this point and all of the new music that I'm making I show the good the bad the ugly every deep and dark secret that I have and the terrible thoughts that I have in my head um not only to like understand myself while I'm making music but to help people because I know it's I've seen you know my songs and the things that I write about help people in person in real life and so I think that that's more powerful than anything else So I have to like continue to do that. That is a lot to carry. Mm -hmm. And it's also a lot of transparency to give to people who you know, but only through music and only through the doses of videos and Mm -hmm. social posts that you choose to share. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like my social media is kind of like, I don't really go, you know, open up that much on there again, because people online are very different than the people that are actually listening to my music and actually care about what I'm saying. Um, but I mean, yeah, if you listen to any of my songs, it's like, you're getting a full open book of what my brain is like and how I process things. 
which by the way would give you better context to even some of the stuff you do online a little bit. There was a, a moment back in May where there was a bunch of you posted videos and then people you ended up having to tweet in response to like I, I what we were watching you you showed me before. What I showed you. <laughs> you really checked it. You really don't know. No, refresh oh, my memory. maybe it wasn't you. Maybe it was Jordan. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't me. God, send help. Um, I did have I did have to do stuff like that though. Do you remember? Did, you posted a bunch of videos and then people saw like I was on drugs. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you weren't. I no. Okay. So me and Bree talk about this all the time. I feel like I'm fucking hilarious. Like <laughs> genuinely. Like I feel like you guys have been around me like yeah. off camera like. A bunch to know that I have a good fucking sense of humor. <laughs> and a lot of people don't see that in me because like I, I, I advocate for mental health. I'm very deep. Um, and I feel like, honestly, the most fucked up people are the ones that are the funniest. True. Um, <laughs> but I feel like I've kind of failed to let people see that. And so um, on my spam, there's been a bunch of times where I've made videos and... Um, you know, some nights where I'm just being full on me, not on my ADHD meds, like she's fully unleashed. <laughs> and I post them because I watch them and I'm laughing. If I'm laughing at my own video and I like rewatch it over and over again because I want to get a good laugh, then I'm going to post it. And I hope that everyone has the same sense of humor. People don't and they think that I'm on drugs and they start saying all this stuff. And it's just like, come on, man. You know, it's just like, a, well, I don't know. It's sad. I don't think, I think people can't accept the fact that I could be funny or people just want to find a reason um, to think that I'm doing something bad, you know, and that like I'm failing. So like in a moment where I've been very vocal about healing and being sober and doing all these things for myself um, and really working hard on getting better, everyone wants to just jump the gun and be like, oh, she fell off the, like the wagon again. And she's on drugs. Look at her. She's posting videos saying absolute nonsense. Like, she has to be high out of her mind. And I think, yeah. But the reality is you're not. You're just being you. And you're choosing to I showcase know. another I, side of you. Yeah. The problem is that I was not on drugs. You know? that's I was being full on me. Unmedicated. What is, what is your driving motivation to share as much as you do and to open up and be as transparent as you are? Even through music. Is it solely just to help people? 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like in every aspect of my life, I... I so, okay, so there's one thing about me. And one thing that I cannot wait for is to be a mom someday. And it's solely so that I can take care of a human being and help them grow and help them learn. And I love that. I've been that way since I was a kid, whether it's the people in my classrooms or the people that I have been um, in inpatient with in the mental hospital growing up, my family, even like my mom and, you know, my little brother. I love taking care, care of people and I love helping people. And it sounds like so like cliche and all this stuff but like I don't I don't mean it to like sound good but it's just like I it makes me feel better because I can't help myself but I know how to help other people and I also know how to help myself but when I need it I'm not in that mindset you know to be able to and I've been through hell and fucking back and there's there's I know we 
talked about how I'm open about everything, but there's a lot of things that happened in my childhood that I have never opened up about, you know? Um, but I've been through a fuck ton and I want to make it worth it. You know, I like to believe that there's a reason why I've been through so much shit and there's a reason why I struggle so much mentally and it's to help people because that's the only thing that could make sense for me. Um, Is there something to caring and helping others in any way that you can that allows you then to help yourself? Because you seem to be the healthiest you've been. Yeah. You've also been touring a lot. Yes. And working, in meaning being in front of crowds every night, mm. more than you've ever been in your entire life. Yeah. I mean, there has to be something there, at least with the the energy that is so overly palpable and, like, tangible when you enter the venue. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, for my first tour, I put in a lot of steps that I never have before in order to be better and to help myself and to be able to even last the whole tour. Um, and you did. Yeah, which was, it was such a relief because, do you hear that burp coming up? <laughs> Let it out. It was a relief because, I mean, like, I would, like, sit and I would talk to Bree and my team before tour and I'd be like, this is going to make or break me, like, 100%. Like, and it helped me so much. And I finally figured out that I could do it. But, um, yeah, I, it was the first time that I really put in the effort to, you know, going to therapy, to trying to, uh, going sober, to doing things that would actually help me to like journal and do like a gratitude thing and all this stuff and, uh, you know, figure myself out spiritually and everything like that. And it has, it has helped so much. And me knowing how to help people has helped me figure out ways that could work. Um, which, yeah, I feel like I've been better than ever. But again, it's like I deal with fucking, you know, I'm, I still have borderline personality disorder. And, uh, you know, there's a part of that where you get to a certain point and your brain kind of tricks you into, like, you don't want help. You kind of want to swim in it. And so that's the, that's when I can't really help myself is when I'm kind of too deep in it. But, um, now that happens every once in a blue moon. So thank God for that. (laughs) Does being a mom, like the thought of it excite you? Like fulfill you in a way that you don't think you can be fulfilled in any other way? I, yes, I, um, I've only started to think about it recently. Um, and I don't know why I'm going to cry right now. Um, I was going to get like really deep with it. Um, fuck. yeah, I started to think about it a lot recently because just the same way that tour was life changing for me, I feel like me being a mom would be even more life-changing and it would give me even more of a purpose um and yeah I think um I've just been struggling a lot physically and mentally I guess too and it 
um, kind of hit me that I possibly might not be able to have kids. And so I think that's when I started to think about it. And I have cried before because I kind of did it to myself. Um, and I was like, all I want to do is to be a mom. And so I think that's what that's one of the reasons why I um, am motivated to recover. Um, why wouldn't you be able to have kids? I, yeah, I struggle. I, um, I deal with a pretty bad eating disorder. Um, and it's been pretty bad for a little over a year now. Um, but yeah, it's gone to, um, a point where I, I know it's, you know, affected my body. Do you know who you want the dad to be? <laughs> Lighten the mood a bit, you know? <laughs> that was a great question. No, I don't. Um, Did you know who you wanted? At one point in life, you knew you, you knew who you thought you wanted the dad to be. I feel like everyone, like everyone in a relationship, is like, "Oh, I'm gonna like marry this person. I'm gonna have like, I'm gonna start a family with this." Like, of course, I've been in like, you know, I feel like that's like a normal thing. Um, but you don't know, and I've only I've heard stories, and I know people that like they've they've produced their own kid without. You know, no dad, just sperm. No, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger seed. Yeah. I'll have my kid call me daddy too. And you know, like, <laughs> 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 <It's> a, <laughs> I've never heard that before. Listen. <laughs> it's giving daddy. It is giving daddy. I am daddy. It's my turn. <laughs> it's my turn. <laughs> oh god no, but I, I mean okay when you're about to get engaged to somebody you do imagine a whole life with them right and that life usually involves children yeah and when that comes crashing there's like a lot that comes crashing with it yeah hmm? what when you're engaged I mean there's like, I don't like, is this breaking news? <laughs> um, yeah. There's like no easy way to like say this at all. There, yeah. I was, oh, uh, God. Fuck. How do I, how do I say this? I guess, I guess so. I don't know. I feel like, um, yeah, it didn't, yeah, it's all gone. Well, there was, um. I mean, there's an engagement ring in the music video. Is that even real? Yeah. So somebody gave that to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kept it. But obviously there was no engagement. Like, you didn't go through with it. There no. Well, and the, the lyrics say, I still kept the ring even if I'll never be your bride. Yeah. Isn't that sad? That you kept the ring? <laughs> no. Yeah. You just, the lyric itself. Jesus. Getting choked up over there, huh? <laughs> Literally, I'm choking. Me. I should be choked up. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, yeah. 
I mean, who gave who proposed to you? You know. Yeah. You want me to spell it out for you? I mean, I know. I'm just trying to get to, 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 to have some it's tangible just, context. Um. I don't think that I was honestly ever in um, such an intense relationship as I was then. And um, there was just, like, so much, like, love. Like, I was, like, deeply in love with him and I mean um you're young and when you feel that way that like you've never felt before with anyone else it's like fuck yeah like I want to spend the rest of my life with you you know um I'd be lying to myself if I said I didn't what is it like to spell that whole thing or relive that whole thing in a studio and then turn it into a record because that, it is the story of this yeah. love that could have been amazing, could have been great, but isn't. But at the same time, like, y- y- go on and love somebody else, but also, like, never like you love me. Yeah. So, um, when I was writing this project, I had no idea. I know that there's a moment where I was just like, what else can I write about? Like, I've been so open about a lot of things. Um, and there's a lot of things that happened recently, um, you know, like I sat down and I, you know, I would try to write about, um, me going to the mental hospital when I was just sad and certain low points in my life that happened after I wrote my first album. And it's really hard to kind of be able to sit down and make a song that you're okay with putting out something that you're not you haven't fully processed or healed from yet. Um, Especially when there's something that you haven't talked about or addressed in your life that's happened prior that you still need to heal from. And I think that everything just happens organically and subconsciously. Whatever I ended up writing for this project were, were, um, it was about things that I guess I didn't really know that I was still hurt from, or I guess I've kind of just submerged because shit just hit the fan after that. But, um, yeah, I tried to, I tried to run away from how I was feeling, um, about a lot of the things. And when I wrote lie, um, I think that's kind of when I even realized myself how I actually felt about a certain situation. And it's hard. It's really hard to, kind of put yourself back there um, and only think about how you felt, you know, and how, like, you really think about it. Um, Because that is the whole... The song is about how hard it is to actually not only think about the person that you loved so much, be with someone else, but then to, like, watch them move on, you know, from... 
afar, but I feel like every girl can like relate to this. I mean, there's nothing worse on not even girl, but everyone can relate to this. Like there's nothing worse than the aching pain that you get just thinking about the like someone that you broke up with that you love so much, even saying the words, I love you to someone else, you know, doing the things that you did with them, like just thinking about it. It's crippling, you know, and um, I kind of tried to run from that feeling. And then thank God I wrote a song about it because it was healing for me. It's like really interesting because I think about like that idea, right, of somebody that you love being with somebody else is really what keeps people from leaving what could be a toxic relationship. 100%, yeah. Yeah, feels. I feel that shit, dude. I feel it in my soul. I I fucking feel it. Like I've cried. I've cried to lie, so many times. Um, it was. It felt. It feels so good though to like to just be able to write and release a song about how I truly feel about something. Like I, with all of these songs that I've been writing for my EP, I kind of put myself in a different um, headspace where, like, I force myself to be ignorant and forget that my life has been so public. You know, I, I force myself to just, like, fully block out the fact that people have, like, they know about my relationships. They know about the people that I've been with. Like, they know me. Like, I just want to sit in the studio and I want to write songs about how I feel because my feelings are the same as anyone else. You know, we all go through heartbreak. We all go through all that stuff. And like, I write music to let my feelings go and to let them out there. And I needed to kind of forget that, you know, people, I guess, would know about a certain situation because like, my feelings are, you know, just as much real as anything else. How did lie start? Like, was it? In the studio, did you come with lyrics? Like, we're hundred percent. Um, I didn't come with lyrics. We had a we had a concept. Um, and yeah, I basically yeah, everything that I said in lie, like I have drafts on drafts of huge paragraph text in my notes app. I feel like everyone does this, but oh, like yeah. for like months, like I would like want to text something, but, like, I, I don't, because I'm, like... I, text it to him? Yeah, uh-huh. Like, things that I want to say that if I could, you know, if I could call someone right now, like, this is what I would say, I'd write it in my notes just to get it out and feel like I I did it. Um, and a, a lot of the things that I said were basically, you know, that's what lie is, is about. Um, but... Yeah. <laughs> you dropped a bunch of Easter eggs in this video of yours, which, by the way, we're going to put a link in the description below if you want to watch. Um, <laughs> so many. Everything's a sleigh. Right? Yeah, the calendar with 412 circled on it. What happened then? Oh, let me say this. Okay, so the video was insanely intentional. And I'm going to preface that there's even some Easter eggs that like I didn't even think about. 
that my team were like, oh, yeah, like, let's do this. But you know what? It had to be intentional um, because I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm already, like, saying all this stuff in a song. Why not be intentional? I also think it's fun um, to kind of just, like, throw things out there. And I, like, I wrote the treatment in everything and so i mean there was one on reddit that i saw mm -hmm. that people think that the couple in the video looks like like your ex and their current person okay well is it, is it that wasn't yeah, 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 yeah. that wasn't that wasn't, that wasn't, no, that wasn't intentional. I Shout think, out to Reddit. I, I think the know. one thing that was intentional was the, the actor of American Jesus, the actor of American Jesus being the same. Ah. Uh. Um, but the girl, I don't know. I don't know. Um, she's great though. She's sweet. Love her. But yeah, no, I, I feel like there's, I've seen a lot of people trying to be like, oh, like they casted this person to look like this person. And it's like, no, like if you, I feel like you've seen like shoots before. It's yeah. like, no one's really going on a deep dive to try and find lookalikes. Like, and I believe just, like, like American Jesus guy was like a last minute guy, right? So Did he have somebody else minute, plan for him? So last minute, like when I tell you, like it could be, there was <laughs> one thing that like, there was one thing that we uh were trying to find not only like the age of the people, because it's like, I don't want like a 16 year old boy playing it. You know, it's just like weird. So I need someone like of age. So it like, you know, wasn't uncomfortable and illegal. And um, <laughs> the song, it's talking about long hair, long dark hair and green eyes. And so we were trying to find someone like that. We, we the person that we were going to use was like, it's like, like so random, did not match the description at all. And we were like, okay, like, fuck it, doesn't matter, whatever. Um, it's just a video. And then last minute, like, we had to find someone else. And Seth, uh, literally, I bless his soul, because I don't know how, like, it was, what, like, the night before? It was 7 p.m. the night before. 7 p.m. the night before, and he had to, like, be there, like, at 6 a.m. or something the next day. And he was able to do it, and he had, he had you know, dark hair that was long and green eyes. And that was in the video. And so it's, like, it, that wasn't intentional. Seth just Seth just found us, and we love Seth. Um, we love Seth. We love Seth. He's absolutely amazing. He's great. Um, but no, yeah, it wasn't like I was trying to like be all sneaky and be like, oh my God, you look like, mm -mm. So do you believe there's a rule that should apply to everybody if you're engaged to somebody and it gets called off that you keep the ring? Oh, I don't know. Or is there only certain circumstances that make sense? I mean, I, I don't know. Better question. Why did you keep the ring? Because I kept the ring because it was given to me by someone that I loved a lot. And it has, it holds such a precious moment that happened in my life. Despite, you know, if we broke up or anything like that. Like, it still means a lot to me. Um... And I don't know. Was there a full-on proposal? Like a, what does that mean? Like when he gets on his knee and says, will you marry me? Oh, well, yeah, kind of. 
Did you know it was coming or was it a, was all a big surprise? No, I did not know it was coming. I mean, like, who would... Who would know that? And I was like, I don't know. oh my God. <laughs> like, genuinely, like, who would, like, uh-uh. No, I had, I had no idea what was coming. It was also, like, a day before my birthday, and there was just, like, it's like, well, we didn't, we didn't tell anyone at first until, like, our, our moms. How many days? Oh, is this why the sticky note says that date? Yeah. yeah. That date. Let me get that date. Uh, August 5th, 2021. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a moment, too, where, like, um, I remember, like, I, I obviously would wear the ring, and people started saying something, and I remember, like, I, like, didn't, like, I stopped, like, making sure I took it off before, like, I had any, like, pictures and, like, posting it, and I remember I, like, posted something on my story of, like, me, like, on his back, and it was, like, a mirror picture, and you could see, like, the ring, like, on my hand and I remember I posted it and people said something so I deleted it and then I reposted it but I photoshopped the ring off my <laughs> my finger. I mean you're basically admitting it at that point. <laughs> I honestly don't know what I was thinking. I don't know what I was thinking. But no yeah. Um which I think is like so funny. But yeah. <laughs> How many days after you say yes do you end up saying no? <laughs> it wasn't, no, no, no. It wasn't like a, I mean, when we broke up, it was like, oh, yeah, no. Like, it's not happening, sadly. And then, like, but there was a there was a point where um, it was just, like, we kind of realized, like, maybe a little bit too soon. Like, this should just, like, you know, be, like, a promise ring thing, and then... What happened? You know, there was nothing... There was nothing that happened. I mean, like, we, we like, lived together, and we were just kind of, like... I think what... When you put something like that, it adds so much pressure to the relationship. Oh, y yeah. You know? And so it's, like it would be, like, something less to worry about and to hold over each other's heads if we just, like, kind of, like, put that aside and then, like, you know, it was still going to be, like, a like a future thing, but it wasn't going to be, like, oh, like, we're going to get, like, married in, like, October. But then the relationship ends up just fizzling out. Yeah. And you hope that it may once again be... Or is it done forever? And is this song a part of that? I think the song is... The song to me kind of represents the pain that you feel, but also being like, oh, I wish you the best. Because it's like, I want them to be happy. Whether it's with or without me, you know? And it's like, it's bound to happen, you know? Like, people move on and they see other people. And you experience a new type of love. And even though it's, like, hard to think about that, it's, like, it's the truth. And uh, I always, you know, only would ever want him to be happy and healthy and in love. You know, it doesn't matter with who. 
as long as it, you know, is filling his heart. That is the hard thing about love, right? Like if you truly love somebody. Mm-hmm. It hurts. Oh, yeah. It has to hurt. Pain you know? comes with that territory. You start to be very selfless. And that is the hardest part. And mm-hmm. with that, you want the best for that person. Even if you don't happen to be the best. Yeah. But that's even harder to come to terms with. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately, if you're not bringing out the best in them, chances are they're not bringing the best out in you. 100%. Yeah. Everything's a learning experience. Everything. Um, but. The, yeah. What I, I love, though, is just like there's no there's nothing negative. And I feel like everyone likes to bring up all of, like the negative parts and all of that stuff. But it's like what people online see and what they know, it's like they're fueled by it. The drama and things that and speculations and all of that stuff. But for me, like it was, it was like, it was like over a year of me being with someone that I loved so much, and like, even from him too. Like I've never had someone love me the way that he did, and so it was so real. And so things go wrong. It's bound to happen in a relationship, you know. It there's always going to be issues. Or there's always going to be hard moments and. Well, you know, when I did things that upset him and he did things that upset me and, um, you know, ultimately caused our breakup. It's like when I look back on it, I hold on and I only see the good moments. You know, it was when it was good, it was so good. And so I feel like that's what a lot of people kind of. Um, it's It's hard to grasp that because it's like it was real, you know. Like, everyone sees, like, you know, um, what, what what happened when we broke up and what happened when we started dating. But it's like no one was there the whole every day of the year that, yeah. you know, we lived together, you know. And it's so hard because even friends, like, they only see so much. And the speculation and them throwing their opinions into mm-hmm. the mix, it does add, like, because at the end of the day, nobody's living it except for the two of you. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. But I think the thing, yeah, it was just, it was special because it was beyond a relationship for us. I think it's like we cared so much about each other, like it was so intense, and we just cared about each other um, as, like, a, Yeah, I mean, we were just there for each other when we had no one else, 100%. And I think, um, yeah, and I think things got harder for me after losing Coop because, you know, me and Jaden shared. Cooper. Cooper. You know, that was, it was like the three of us all the time, all the time. So like now it's like when I, when I think about Jay, like I think about, I think about Coop, you know? And so it's, it was just, it was really hard for me because I was already struggling with like a breakup and then having to lose Coop. And then like the one person that was like, it was like, you know, the three of us. And so it, it was hard having to lose the two people that I really held close for so long. 
Like, I just lost them both at the same time. I It's... I watched it, like, yeah. you know? Really, I my heart hurt for you. Yeah. Scary to go through that alone. Yeah. Really scary. When do you know that a moment is right to be turned into a record? Because you talk about... If you were to write about what happened to Coop today, it'd be a song that the label wouldn't let you put out. Yeah. I How'd think that it would be a song that really wouldn't help anyone. You know, um, I've, it sounds very selfish of me, but I have made a song um, that is an incredible fucking song. Um, absolutely amazing. Like, my team loves it. Um, and can I say the name of it? It's called Club Heaven, and it's um, it's a pretty sad, but it's kind of, like, uplifting in a way that I feel like would help heal people that have lost loved ones, and it's kind of like, I hope you're up there, you know, in Club Heaven and, like, all of that stuff, and it's, you know, very uplifting, but the reason why I don't feel comfortable putting it out right now is because when I listen to it, it makes me angry. I don't feel that way, you know, like I I obviously do feel that way, but it's like I am furious and I am angry still. And I'm so deeply like in pain at his loss that I can't just sing a song that's like, you know, like it's just it's hard. And I feel like I just need to figure out the right way to express how I feel because it's very confusing for me but it's like I I still like feel like I'm dying every day without that kid grief is weird it's so it's so weird and it hits me in moments well, that I don't expect it I don't expect it yeah it's kind of like I'm on autopilot and then something will happen and I just like sink down into like this fucking hole of like just absolute emptiness. Um, because, like, it, it is true. Like, you know, it's like I don't... It, I only had those two people. If that song makes you angry to listen to it, what made you even want to start it? I was in a... I liked it the first day. And then the more that I... The, the more that I listened to it, um, the more that I realized that that's not how I felt. And if there's one thing about me, it's like I will never come out with a song that's not true to how I feel. Um, and also me just sit there and kind of envision me having to perform that song right now. Fuck no. Like Die First already gets me and that's like, that's real. You know, Die First is real. But for me to sit there and try to get through me performing a song like that every night when I'm breaking down inside, mm-mm. I think that's what kind of did it for me. What is the name of the EP? Hell's a Teenage Girl. Is it? I think so. I think about my worst years. <laughs> and I, I mean, so the whole idea for me is just the fact that, like, there's nothing more, like, when a girl is broken down and hurt and has gone through so much shit, like, they are fucking crazy you know like powerful um hell 
Like, I feel like I could have, I, there's, uh, I could have brought help. I chose not to, you know, I chose to kind of internalize my hell. Um, but I could have after all the shit that I've been through. Um, and I also think that it is hell being a teenage girl or just a girl in general, you know, I think there's a lot of things that I've been through in my life that it's fucking hell and it sucks. But yeah. Life could be hell. Life is hell. Yeah. When does this EP come out? July 14th. Oh shit. July 14th. That's like kind of soon. Okay, so, oh, this is actually really crazy. This is really crazy. So, there's a lot of, like, like, um, like, what do they call them, hints? Easter eggs. Easter eggs. <laughs> I feel like Easter eggs is such, like, there's, like, a lot of clues and, like, little, like, things that, like, uh, kind of, like, foreshadow things for the future. Um, and there's a moment where, like, in my dressing room in the video, it shows the door, and I... I literally put room 147 mm. on it. And the reason I did that is because I have a song on the EP that I wrote when I was on tour. And it has the lyric room 147. Like it says that in the song. But then when we were on Twitter after the video came out, fans were like, oh my God. Uh, 147, it's the EP backwards because it's 14, it's 714. And oh. so it's 147. And I was like, how crazy that, like, that worked, <laughs> you know, a little bit because I originally wasn't going to say that number, but I did in the song. And then, like, the, the EP release wasn't even, like, finalized. Like, the date wasn't finalized yet. Um, but yeah, so I guess it's, like, kind of both. It's also on the clock, too. How is this EP going to sound different than what you've done before? Or is it just still that same sonic scape and the honesty and the storytelling? I don't know how... Um, I wouldn't say it's different. I think it's just me maturing and growing and getting older. Um, I feel like all of my music kind of sounds like in the same world a little bit, but I think that this is a has evolved into something of its own. And um, I honestly think that, I feel like I've said this like last time I talked about my album, but like this is like the probably the best music that I've ever made in my entire life. That's what you should be saying every time. Yeah, I know. It's just like, it's, it's, yeah, it feels good. Like when I like to listen to my, my project on like repeat, it's like, I'm, I'm excited for it. By the way, you can listen to all of Nessa Barrett's music. It's available, waiting for you, on Amazon Music. There's a link in the description below. Uh, what are you thinking, Dan? What happened in room 147? What's that represent? <laughs> it was just a, it was a random uh, thing that I... It wasn't like... It's not like an actual thing to anything. It's just like a song lyric that I wrote. Um, why I said room 147, I think it sounds cool. And the song is... Um, the song that it's from is called Motel Whore. And so it's kind of, um, you know, motels. There's a room number. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't like a, just a random number. Spooky. That happened to be my EP release. What's Motel Whore about? <laughs> motel Whore, motel, mm, motel Whore is honestly <laughs> just about, <laughs> uh, just the idea of, um, I feel like I've tried to pull a lot of concepts that I've I've been through that a lot of 
young women and, um, you know, men too that could relate to, but it's just the idea of um, being used physically a little bit by someone. Um, And um, I've dealt with it when I was younger, um, unfortunately, but just desperately wanting to be loved. Um, And then you're kind of taken advantage of a little bit. Um, which I feel like it's, this was kind of a poem that I wrote on tour. I don't know what possessed me to write it, but I did. And, um, I feel like it's very dark. If you really listen to the lyrics, it's very dark. Um, and, um, yeah, it's like, it's kind of like feeling like, um, just us really wanting to be loved and then feeling like dirty and just used, hmm. you know, instead. What inspires that poem? Like what, where did it come from? Why do you want to write it in that moment? I don't know. I think that there was, there was a point in tour where I was writing like seven songs a day Whoa! and it, it like so much like breathing <sighs> new, like there was so much, like I was writing countless amount of songs a day on tour and I was grabbing things from like everything and I've had um again there's a lot of things from my childhood and my teen years that I haven't shared um publicly um which honestly I don't think that it's like anyone should ever know the things that I've really been through that are disgusting but uh yeah I grabbed Motel Whore from that too, but also it's just like the idea, like I think I saw like something on TikTok before of a girl, it's like, she was like ranting about things. I love seeing the videos where it's like they post a video and it's like a paragraph of like written things <laughs> like on it. But it's just like, I've even been in really like in situations too, like in the past where it's like you are so in love with someone and you're so in love with someone but you're not in a relationship and it's very obvious that like the love isn't the same on both parts, you know? And so you kind of just, I don't know how to explain it, but like you're always there for that person and they only kind of come to you when, when they're bored, but you like it because you try and get whatever you can get, even though like it sucks. Like I, there's just so many stories of just being in love with someone and um, say it's like there's, you know, I feel like I'm not like really, uh, never like really talk about this, but like you're in love with someone so much and like you say you hook up with them and then they just leave and it's like, oh, they got what they wanted, whatever, while you're crying on the floor. Like, you know, it happens, it happens a lot and it's, it's sad. Um, and so I, I guess that's, that's what Motel Horror is for me. That's, fuck. One set of relationships are hard. Mm-hmm. That is a ter- transactional. Yeah. But selfish. Yeah. Last time I was in, and one probably was like in like high school or something. Um, but shit fucking sucks. Shit sucks. And I feel like I've learned, um, I don't know. For me, I feel like I never really, like, talk about this stuff. But, like, I 
just the way that like I the things that I wear and how I act sometimes I feel like a lot of people perceive me as a sexual person and I've realized that um since you know I've been in LA and the thing is like I'm quite honestly the opposite and so it's I it's very I notice very quickly when you know people only want that you know and I see it happen all the time it's like I'm more of a I'm like a I'm a lover you know I I love the relationship I love caring about people like that stuff comes like second to me but it, that's like kind of very rare in our generation oh um, yeah yeah, every, everyone's only looking for a hookup. Everyone wants whatever satisfies them. Do you feel with healing and time, the love you had that ended up not working before could work? I don't know. I think all I know is I... I want to heal and I want to focus on my life and doing what I've been doing for the past year. And I, you know, wish the best for them, obviously. But it's like, you don't, you don't know all that stuff. I don't. No, the answer could be no. I don't know, and that's okay. Yeah, but he's healing. He's healing too. And I'm so, I'm so beyond happy for him, and I'm so proud of him, honestly. Like, because I, I know how hard it is. You know, I've been there, and um, I also, I know him. And I'm just, it makes me very happy that, you know, I love seeing him get help and I love seeing him do things to be better. And I, all I want is for him to be happy. Is it hard to move on? You keep getting tagged in things? It's, uh, yeah, that's a bitch. The (laughs) thing is like, no, it just makes me like cry for a moment and then like, I'm fine. But the thing is like, (laughs) what's, what's. What's easy for me is that I can just be like, oh, this is my feelings. This is what I've been through. And when I kind of just like separate it from like our relationship and then him as well. And I'm just like, this is just me and my feelings and my story. Then it's easier for me, you know, because it's like. It is. It does suck. Okay. It does. Yeah, it does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bottom line, it does suck. It sucks a fuck ton. Do you? <laughs> does a part of you wish you were in a relationship? No. I think this is no, the best healthiest think, you've ever been. Beyond. So. I'm slaying right now, and yeah, you I don't honestly need fucking like. Dead weight. I honestly like. If I was in a relationship right now, I feel like I would neglect it really bad because I'm so focused on, you know. uh just where I'm at right now and I'm so fucking like busy and I'm you know working on a lot of this music and touring and all this stuff and also I've been on this huge like 
journey with like my mental health and really trying mm, to like healing. continue like the healing process that I would just be neglecting a relationship right now when I'm like alone, like at night, like sleeping and it's just me and my cat. Like, do I ever like go to sleeping? Like, Hmm. I wish that it wasn't just a pillow behind me. <laughs> Maybe, but it's like, <laughs> it's everyone okay, does though. that. Sometimes it's nice. I do. I think I do. I, yeah, I love being alone, but it also like, it's, nah. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is no. I do not want a relationship. Listen to all of this about music, please. It's all available on Amazon Music. Yeah, I got one more question about this. Yeah. The artwork for Lie, is that burn hole a representation of when your stage caught on fire in London? <laughs> yes. No, really? no, imagine. Oh. It honestly should have been. It's I actually forgot hole. about it. That's actually crazy. It looks exactly like it. It's the same hole. It's the same fucking hole. It's the, it's the same hole. By the way, you may not know this, but uh, there's a fire at the first night of the Nessa Barrett show in London at uh, one of the most famous gay clubs in London called <laughs> Heaven. We love, um, we love. We love Heaven. We love Heaven. We love the gays. <laughs> and also Dan, Dan, Carlos, Camera, and I are your biggest fucking fans. We go to every show. I never miss a Nessa show. Yeah, better not. I fucking kill you. The the oh the uh, it is. The, I'm forgetting all of these like Easter eggs. Everything's intentional. Thanks. Bruce. Everything's intentional. The white horse in the music video in the music video. It's intentional. Who is that? <laughs> Who is the white horse? <laughs> <laughs> what what person represents the fucking horse? <laughs> I'm not saying that person looks like a horse. I'm saying it's something else. Um, who knows? Maybe the white horse will turn into a real one in the future. Hell's a teenage girl. Wait, what? Maybe the white horse will turn. What? Maybe maybe it'll be a real one. It's you know. I get you. You know, you get me. He's he's he just a little behind. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like <laughs> no, but like yeah, and the 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 burn mark. I mean, in the artwork. It's like hell's a teenage girl fire. Duh. <laughs> Mind blown. <laughs> it's. I feel like everything will come will come together in a way. Honestly, like there's so many things that like I'm like, how the fuck is it? How how's this gonna make sense? How's this all gonna come together? And it just ends up doing so by itself. And I'm like, okay, yep. I'm running with that. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. But do you feel like this is gut or like what 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 energy is helping guide you in your decision making process? Not me. I'll tell you that right now. Higher power? 100%. 100%. I believe that. I talked to my my hypnotherapist is she's just incredible, but she's like changed like my perspective on things so much, but she's like um the way that she talks to me, it's like, I shouldn't even be taking ownership of, like, my songs. Like, I shouldn't, I, like, it's not even right for me to be like, oh, my songs make people feel this way. Because it's not true. And, like, my songs are just things that um, I happen to write. And whatever I happen to write were was the universe, God, higher power. And, you know, they kind of, like, flew, flown. It's them, like, flowing through me and, like releasing out it's like i'm a vessel in yeah. a way you know like chris martin really believes that like mm -hmm. he really genuinely believes that like and, and like 
RM of BTS. There's people yeah. who genuinely believe that it comes from something so much bigger than that. Oh yeah, uh huh. Because like it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here, you know. And I feel like there's a reason for everything, but it's like whatever has to be said and whatever has to be addressed, you know, it comes out. And it's not me. I'm not smart enough. Like the even like the room one four seven, you know, and then that also happening being the release date that we didn't even know about it, and, and like the fans caught on to it before we did it's just like little things and so yeah I feel like it's not me um it's not me but it is but it's not I get it kind of confusing if you think about it a little bit but yeah by the way listen to all the music from Nessa Barra it's all available on Amazon Music I want to ask, like, uh, can I ask a question? Yeah. Personal. I mean, that's what I'm fucking doing here. But, I mean, maybe it's, like, too personal. And we could totally cut it out. But does Coop present himself to you? Do you feel him? Do you see him? Does he exist in your your day-to-day? Does he show up in your dreams? He shows up in my dreams a lot, yes. Does he exist in my day-to-day? I would say... No, I feel like what's what's very crazy, and I there was a moment where I kind of started to like spiral a little bit because he started to show himself less and less. Um, initially, when he first passed, it was like there was probably like a good few weeks where it was like constant, like very obvious, like he's right there. You know, I couldn't ignore it. But when the soul moves on, and it it heals and it it rests in peace. It's not gonna keep showing up, and I think that that was hard to remember. But when I, when I really need him to, he's, I know he's there. You know, he he'll show up in my dreams. I've had a moment on um, my tour recently, my Europe run, where I was doing dive first, and I was absolutely breaking down, and I just felt someone hugging me, that wasn't there. And my voice was, like, cracking because I was about to cry. And then, like, as soon as I felt that, like, I was fully able to, like, vocally do the rest of the song. It was almost if he was there to, like, help me. Um, but, yeah. It's hard. It really is hard. Mm-hmm. I lost my best friend back in February. And uh, she would present herself a bunch. Still does from time to time, but it does get less and less. It does, yeah. And it's hard. It is It is hard. Um, sadly, I feel like I, um, I force myself to be very numb to it. Um, and then I have like about like a time once a week where I'm just absolutely destroyed alone in my room like throwing everything having a meltdown um behind closed doors but I really try to hold myself together and honestly try to like block out any feeling that I have truly about that because I still like I I still can't like like you, you doesn't get better, you know? Like, everyone's like, oh, time heals everything. No, it's not. It's not true. Over time, I just learn how to suppress it. Yeah. And yeah. to 
absolutely like become numb to it. But it's like, I have moments still to this day where it hits me and it's like the very first second that I found out all over again, you know? And it's like, yeah. And all the fucking like, it's, it's crazy because I, um, I said that instead of like the seven, what is it? Seven stages of grief. Um, seven stages of grief. My album is like eight stages of a breakup, but like, um, the seven stages of grief is bullshit. (laughs) Like there's no stages. It's all one fucking blob. And it's like, it's, it jumps around. It's like all, and I don't even know how to fucking classify anything of it because it just like, it is, it's, it's crippling. It's crippling and it's unbearable and nothing, nothing makes sense. Um, but yeah, I just recently I've um, I've grown like a fear of just like the future because um, I just know that death is something that is inevitable. And I don't know if I can afford to go through that again. I understand that. Mm-hmm. And to the point where like there was a there's a moment in time where like I, I feared building connections with people because of the thought of having to lose them. Yeah. But you can't do that. It's yeah, the know. worst way to go about it. I, yeah. I just like, yeah, I don't, I have me, my cat, Bree, <laughs> like Evan, the people that I work with because like we already have such like a family bond, but it's like, I, I really keep to myself and I try and keep my circle small because it's like not only like I'm scared to lose people but it's just like time and time again I'm disappointed by so many people and it's just like and also too it's like what the fuck like how am I gonna sit here and like try and like find like Bree's my fucking best friend she's my mom she's my sister she's everything for me but like Cooper was my best friend my best friend I'm never gonna have a best friend like that ever and every friend that I do have, I'm constantly going to compare my compare it to them. And I will never, ever find someone like that. And I'll never have a relationship like that. And so it's just like, I don't, yeah. I like to say that my best friend's a ghost. And it sounds like really sad, but it's like, he'll forever be my, my brother, my best friend. But it's like, I don't get to like hang out with him. Like everyone else gets to do with their friends, but it's like, it's fine. I rather him keep that title then for me to have to find someone else that you know it's really special really really special my best friend died a couple years ago and that motherfucker is always lurking (laughs) he really is it's kind of it's kind of crazy like god do we all lose best friends shit sucks that's crazy sometimes i don't think it's true but then i have to remember i carried his casket out of a church but even thinking about that it's just like did that actually happen? Did I actually do that? And I'm like, no, I did. Yeah. And I sometimes have to laugh about it because, like, what am I going to do? Nothing's yeah. bringing him back. I cry about it all the time. I cry about it. I laugh about it. It's just, like, there's no, like, real way to, like, process it. I don't even know how to, like, feel. It's like, what can you do? When something's, like, just so, like, it's just, like, yep. There's nothing that you can do about it. Like, That's genuinely. I- you can't. 
And so I think that's what's like. You can honor them. I do believe oh. that. And that's like something that I'm coming to terms with is how to honor my best that's, friend and my actions and keep her memory alive in a bunch of different ways. It's all you can do. I mean. Yeah. If I if I wasn't like honoring Coop, I mean like after he passed, it's like I wouldn't be doing this shit. Eh. Fuck no. Well. This is quite a conversation. This is roller coaster. <laughs> loss after loss we talked about. It was a lot. Mm. But that is life. It is life. Uh, by the way, if you or somebody you know is going through it right now, we're going to put a link in the description below so you can tap into BetterHelp. Uh, it's there. Also, there's a number to call. Again, if you or somebody you know is going through it, go below. There's a bunch of stuff down there for you. I really appreciate you being here. I really love you very much. I love you. We really are your biggest fans. As you should. (laughs) (laughs) What's that one song I was late to the party on, Carlos? Which one? Miserable? No, no. no, no, I've always been a fan of that one. Bang, bang. Dying on the inside? Yeah. Yeah. That one, I'm so glad I put that on the the thing because that one's like hitting me like a truck right now. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's about about my eating disorder. Yeah. You know? So, but... Yeah, that one slays. Uh, that's, it sure does. It's <laughs> it, it, it very much attached to reality. Very much attached to reality, yes. But again, it's not too late. It's not too late. Never is. Yep. It's all in your control, even though you feel like it isn't. Mm-hmm. Really, I appreciate you beyond. You're the you're the best. You're the best. Uh, you good? I think so. I yeah. think so. <laughs> Nessa Barrett, everybody. (laughs) Thanks for being here. Yay! It's the Zach Sang Show.